0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who comes to take away our weakness. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, have you ever read the story, A Picture of Dorian Gray? Just, just by show of hands, how many of you have read it? Okay, how many of you have not read it, but you basically understand what A Picture of Dorian Gray is about? Great. I am going to ruin this story for you. It's a fantastic story by Oscar Wilde. It's a classic. You should have read it. And so I don't feel bad about telling you what the story is all about. The story is all about this young guy named Dorian Gray. And Dorian Gray is a very attractive young man. He's sort of this young Turk kind of guy. If he was living amongst us today, he would probably be on the cover of one of those magazines that you look at when you're checking out of the grocery store. That's who Dorian Gray is. He's this young, attractive guy. And he's very, very impressed with his own youth and his own attractiveness. And he places that highest in his life. That is the greatest thing that he owns in his life, is his youth and his attractive looks. And so, one day, he sort of flippantly says that he would rather sell his soul than get old. And in this sort of Faustian deal, he ends up making a bit of a deal with the devil. And what happens is he's had this portrait painted of him as a young man. This portrait, maybe it would be better for us to think the cover of maybe Vogue or something else, where he's on the cover of this magazine. Well, and what happens is that every time that he's supposed to age... He doesn't age, but instead the picture ages. And so he gets to live forever, being young and attractive, because that was the deal that he had made. But there's one little minor, minor warning that he finds out about. It's that if that picture is ever destroyed, that he then will look like the picture. That the picture will no longer hold his infirmities, his old body, but that that will be transferred to him. Well, in a lot of ways, that's what sin does in our lives. Our lives, we know, should become desolate because of the sins that we do. And in fact, they do become just horrible pictures of what our life should be like. Because of sin, we see all sorts of horrible things that happen to our bodies and the bodies of those who are around us. Because of sin, there's something broken and mutated in this world that causes us to get colds, and flus, like many in this congregation are. Probably the people that you don't see this morning that you're used to seeing. Cancer, heart problems, all sorts of other nasty things that we sort of inherently recognize are not supposed to be a part of our lives. Those are there because of sin that brokenness is there because of sin. Because you sin every day and because I sin every day and because the person next to you sins every day. It all sorts of... It it all gets sort of thrown into this nasty jackpot of death and decay. But we have... A picture. We have a picture who is Jesus. And we see Jesus working as that picture in today's gospel lesson as Jesus goes throughout the towns of Galilee and is preaching the good news that He has come into the world. And how He displays who He is is by showing His strength. And that strength is shown particularly to those people in these sort of almost magical acts where he takes people and he casts a demon out of them. And he finds people who are sick and he casts the sickness out of them. And then even Simon's mother-in-law who has this horrible fever, he comes to her and he takes that... Away from her. And at the moment, it just sort of almost can look a little bit like a magic trick. Like Jesus is just sort of making these people better and that it doesn't really affect him at all. But then there's a weird little part of this gospel lesson where it says that Jesus has to get away. And he has to almost, it seems, get away and pray and recharge. And if he's doing that then what does that say about what it takes for him to do those healings and to cast out those demons? It means that he's expending that energy, it seems. At least that's how we think. That's how we think about energy. We think about energy in terms of we take the energy that we have and we do something with it what Jesus is doing is something different. It's something much more like what's happening in the picture of Dorian Gray. When he goes to these sick people, when he goes to Simon's mother-in-law, he's actually taking her sickness upon him. And that's shown to us most clearly in what he does for us on the cross. That on that cross... He's making you strong, but He's not making you strong by forcing you to go out and do certain things. He's not making you strong by something actively that He's doing to you, but rather He's making you strong by taking something away from you. By taking your sin from you and putting that in himself. That he takes your sins that should destroy you utterly. And he takes those onto himself and is destroyed utterly upon that cross. So that you can be strong enough to live forever. See, what he has to do in order to make you strong enough to live forever in his resurrection is not give you more stuff to do, but take away the stuff that you have done. To take away those sins that you have committed and take them into himself. Die with them there on that cross so that you then can be free. And you know what free people do? Free people expend their energy. Free people get out there and they do fantastic things. Have you ever had that feeling right after you had a cold or a flu? Have you ever had that feeling where all of a sudden you knew that you were alive? Because you could finally breathe without coughing. Because you could finally feel like you were alive again. That's what happens when Jesus takes that sickness of sin away from you and onto Himself, He makes you free. So that you can live again, just like Simon's mother-in-law. Amen.